Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Russell Tovey and... Robert Diamond. And we're here doing our first podcast called R&R on Art. Um, I think it should be called R&R Talk Art, personally. I wanted to call it Art Smack, but Rob <laughs> was worried about the drug connotations, so we're <clears throat> restricting ourselves with that one. But we are here because we did a podcast before together recently about collecting contemporary art, and it went really well, and we had a good time, we had a good rapport, and we had some good feedback, and it's something that we've geeked off about many times on our own and we thought as uh, buddies, as best mates, we could probably, you know, put it out there and see what other people think and spread our enthusiasm. And this is basically a celebration of our friendship, which which began through art. Correct. And you, this month, have been hanging out with a lot of artists, as have I. Mm -hmm. And who did you see after your play? Because we came to see your play, I brought my mum actually, didn't I? You did, I saw your mother. That was that was the big that art, was the big highlight performance. That, she yes. is the best artist. You <laughs> yeah, saw yeah, yeah, she's the best artist in the world. <laughs> no, well, should we just talk about ourselves a bit because people okay, might not yeah. have heard the first one. Oh, um, yeah, good point. So we met. Well, I'm an actor, Russell Tovey, and when I met Rob, Rob was a singer, performer, writer at that time with a band called Tempo Shark, and we met. Uh, what was it? Ten years ago now? More? Yeah, just over ten years ago. We I think met, we met like July. So. Oh, do you know the month? Do you know the day and the time? (laughs) And we were in Edinburgh for Tracy Emin had a big... uh, 20 years of her work, retrospective. Retrospective at the Edinburgh... National uh, Galleries. Correct. And I, at the time, was collecting Tracy Emin drawings. And... As was I. As was Rob. And we... Oh, we've got tea coming in. You're going to have tea noises. Uh, we've both gone for green tea with honey in. It's a bit Lady Gaga having tea noises, isn't it? She always has a cup oh, does of she? tea. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Well, let's, well, let's... I'm really happy. Yeah, can you hear it? If it's like Lady Gaga, I'm like... <laughs> I saw her new film last night. Yeah? Yeah, she was great, actually. Good, well, let's not talk about that, though. Okay. So, and we met there at this... Uh, at the retrospective, and we bonded over Tracy M in drawing titles, and you had certain drawings, I had certain drawings. And it then, sounds quite ridiculous, isn't it? Does, it does, it is kind of ridiculous. But we, we were geeks. We, <laughs> we were like, geeks. We were geeking off about things. It was such a unique bonding that I never expected to meet anyone like that, and you probably never expected to meet anyone your age who was as... Enthusiastic. Yeah. Passionate. Yeah. What other great words can we use to describe ourselves? Geeks. Geeks. About, <laughs> about you know, art. 
And actually, that's... I'm wearing a necklace right now, which is a robot. I mean, you can't really get much geeky. No, that's, that's yeah. Very geeky. Let's not talk about that. No, I love it. It's great. So <laughs> that's how we met. And then I continued collecting, you continued collecting, but then you segued into becoming more of a dealer. Yeah. I don't really describe myself as a dealer, though. I see myself as a gallerist. Okay. Because dealer just sounds a bit like you're sort of just... Like art smack. Moving. Exactly. <laughs> dealer. <laughs> a de- dealer sounds like art smack. And it sounds a bit like you're just pushing sort of units or something. It's not really what I'm into. Right, okay. What do you call it? They, in America, they call it uh, transactions. Oh. I remember one, one gallerist once said to me at an art fair, how many transactions have you done? And I was like, sorry? Like, well, what the hell does that like mean? Like you're doing with a credit card As in, Exactly. It's like, yeah. how many... I was like, that's a bit not my vibe. Right. Um, I care more about the art and actual... That's good. But you are a gallerist now, and the gallery you work for is... Uh, Carl Friedman Gallery and Counter Editions, which is a leading kind of print business. And actually, we've just done a launch this week. Yeah, so Rob this week has been having... Um, he did a talk at Soho House yeah, with... Yeah, I interviewed Luke Toymans, who's pretty much one of the world's most famous painters. Mm-hmm. and um, Living. Living painters, yeah. And he has been a big inspiration to me since I was probably 18 or something. I love his work. And... It was just such a privilege to be able to talk with him. I kind of know him as a, a friend through an artist we work with called Nell Arts. And, oh, they're friends. Uh, um, yeah, he's he's very supportive of the local art scene in Antwerp. And it's kind of cross-generations, like because he's much older than she is, but uh, all different generations there of artists hang out with each other. And it's really an inclusive kind of environment in Antwerp. And I'd hung out with him quite a few times, and he's a real laugh, actually. And then he becomes Luke Tymans, the artist, in a way, and it was a bit... It was like meeting him as the artist. Yeah, actually yeah, during the interview, yeah. he was like someone completely different in a way, like really strong and intense. And I actually got more and more nervous as I was doing the interview because... What, going through? So like, yeah, I was fine. Do, you know, I, I love talking in public. It's not ever been a problem for me. But as I was asking the second question, he sort of just stared at me and I was like, oh God, if I say the wrong thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, and then he yeah. sort of took the mic from me. You suddenly realised who he was when you were actually interviewing him. Yeah, it's just... You took him for granted before, like as a person. Kind of, art. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just suddenly like, oh shit, this yeah. guy is major. Big time. Yeah. Big time. But it went well. It went really well, And yeah. Counter Editions has released. Yeah, we launched a new enamel triptych with him, which is based on a 1991 triptych that's in a museum in Belgium. It was a painting, uh, three paintings that he made. And he always wanted to have it on enamel. Um, oh, they're paintings that exist in the world anyway. He didn't make them yeah, exclususively for the no, edition. No, okay. it's an existing triptych. Okay. And then he always dreamt of having it outside, and it's the first time his art's ever been outside. And it's based a bit on this idea of early advertising, which used to be on enamel panels that you used to see everywhere. Oh. I think even in, like, restaurants, you used to see, like, yeah, yeah, like in France, or beer. Like exactly. Very European, like... Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then he was interested in German, I think, propaganda images mm-hmm. and print techniques. And so hang things. on, these can be installed in a bathroom, say, and be safe. They, they can be, yeah. It, why, are you now thinking of getting it for your bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't know that was an um, option. No, no, but, so basically he was talking about English country gardens because mm. we're an English company and he had this idea of English people loving their gardens. Mm-hmm. That I think that was more of a, a light kind of perspective yeah. on it. Yeah. But he was also into this idea of putting it under a bridge and you kind of almost like go under a bridge and discover it under a bridge. Oh, so he right. just likes the idea of it being outdoors. Right. And luckily, we did it on the terrace at Soho House, Greek Street, and it started to rain, but we were all covered, the audience, but the work actually got rained on, and I think he was really thrilled. Oh, great. It was on, we installed it on a brick wall. So yeah, um, the perfect example exactly. of work. So I'm happy that we realised that for him. Great. I'm happy as well. Thanks for us. So that's all right, Rob. So we have just bounced out of Freeze Art Week. We had two different 
experiences because you were experiencing freeze as you have done for the past uh, eight, years. eight years as a transactionist, as a dealer, <laughs> <laughs> as a gallerist with Carl Friedman Gallery. And I've been experiencing it this past eight years as a collector. So we went into it, so we thought this is probably a good time to talk about our experiences of freeze. But I need to highlight that for the past seven years, your Carl Friedman booth has had Carl Friedman Gallery London on the flag that advertises it. And then this was the first year that we had Carl Friedman Gallery Margate. Yeah, which flag. caused a lot of excitement. Actually, more excitement than I, than I expected. I didn't realise everyone was going to be that freaked out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In a good way. Really excited about Margate. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, Tracy Emmons um, was there, and she was very happy because she's from Margate. Yeah, and it's always good to see her. But it was really amazing the response we had from collectors all over the world. So I even had people from like Hong Kong and uh, America and different countries who knew about Margate, mm. and they were totally thrilled because your move because the London because the London Gallery's closed. You've been having a bit of a respite at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Rebuilding. We're currently renovating this giant building in Margate. It's like about 10,000 square foot. And we're going to have three galleries and a whole floor as well for the print business where we're actually going to be making prints on site for the first time. And there's an artist apartment. And it's a whole new way of living, basically. But And, and the print bit, is that going to be like a passing trade? You can go and see prints now in the flesh? Because normally at Can Traditions, it's, it was, it's been an online yeah, you will be able to come and visit and actually see the prints being made um, as long as the artist... But there won't be like a, an area where you can go in and go... Oh. We'll have a small shop. Okay, cool. But I'm not sure... It's not going to be like a... We'll still be an online business. Got it. But it will be much easier for people to come by and look at things. It's yeah. going to be amazing. But I was just really excited that people are so open to this idea of having an experience and rather than just going to Shoreditch, you actually come somewhere and yeah. spend a night or mm. just come for the day. It's quite easy to get to from London. Well, it's going to be a destination, isn't it? Market it is, itself, yeah. So you can just link that in with everything else. Exactly. And next year, the Turner Prize is coming there. So it'll be at the Turner is Contemporary it? Museum, right. I think in September, um, before Freeze, uh, which is going to be a big deal as well. So we'll be open then. Um, Tracy Emmons moving her studio there because she came down, saw our building, and then decided to buy the building adjoining to ours and next door. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be neighbours. Mm-hmm. And then Nicholas Kirkwood, who I've also seen this week, mm-hmm. I went to his studio mm-hmm. and saw his amazing shoes. I'll tell you so about So he's a shoe second. designer. Yeah, he's just an incredible shoe designer wow and he's bought the building next to tracy and he's going to have a foundation for digital art and new media Mm -hmm. which is very different to what we're doing so it's a really great combination Mm -hmm. let's talk about freeze how as a dealer not a dealer sorry a gallerist this year um how did you find freeze art fair 2018 regents park london i loved it um it was the best year we'd ever had there were so many people from all over the world and it was just, I felt like it was probably the most international freeze I'd, I'd experienced. I mean, we've sold all over the world. It was just totally exciting. And we had quite a big presentation. We were in a new location as well, a new booth area, which I was, was slightly nervous spot. about. But in the spot. end, it was an incredible spot for us. And um, yeah, it went really well. And I actually did walk around on the Saturday with a mutual friend of ours, Aidan, Turner from TV and stuff. Yeah, we did Being Human together. Exactly. He's an actor. And he's also getting into art now and collecting a bit. Through me. Through you. Yes. Yeah, respect. Thank you. So I walked him around the fair mm-hmm. and during that I saw some amazing highlights myself. What did you see? My favourite painting I saw, well, my favourite work I saw was a painting by Lynette Yadam Boachi and it was of a man... Um, reclining, reading on a kind of sofa or a bed. bed, Day bed, yeah. yeah. And I just found it really like a kind of very 
personal, intimate moment within this very busy marketplace, in a mm. sense. And I was really touched by that. Um, it was at Corvey Mora's booth. And he also had an amazing Welsh ceramicist, this giant, like, pot on his booth, which I was obsessed with. Lynette is, like, having her <laughs> time, isn't she? That she's been, an artist has been around for a number of years, but had incredible institutional interest and support right basically from the beginning, hasn't she? Yeah, totally. She is a portrait artist, but they're never based on actual people. They're always imagined characters and imagined scenarios, so she never has sitters. But Lynette's having this incredible moment, and she would, she had a big show at the Chisholm Howe. That was a big breakthrough for her. That was like, that must have been 10, 8 years ago. No, I don't think it was even that long ago. Really? I've got a weird feeling it might be Maybe like five six, years ago. Really? No, I think but I love that show, and she got nominated for the Turner Prize, That's yeah, right. and she she's just doing great. Yeah, and she and, but, but, and well deserved, because the work is so special. When I you just see find it, them so intriguing, because you're not really sure always... It kind no, of makes kind you of wonder who they are. They're dreamlike. And I think because they're not actually real people. No. I think they're made up sometimes from elements of like, um, you know, she'll have like cuttings from magazines or so mm. some, the leg might be from here or mm. the, you know, they're kind of composites mm. in a way of like... But sometimes a lot images. of them just exist. Like the one you saw was more kind of a, a full painting because um, this guy is reclining, you can see his environment. Where a lot yeah. of the time they're kind of figures that are floating or dancing around yeah, totally. in, in, in a kind of space. Yeah. So they, they have a dreamlike quality about totally, them. Totally, yeah. And her work is very recognisably hers and it's... Um, it's incredibly special. So that's that's great. That was your highlight. You saw that. It just sort of made me feel quite calm. Yeah. And it was just a, almost like a respite during the fair. Yeah. Why do you think the fair was, especially in our current climate, politically and everything, why do you think the fair was so successful this year for you guys? And why do you think it was so international? I just think the gallery's grown now. Um, you know, we've been doing it for a long time. Carl started in 2003. And I think it just it's one of those things, the longer you stay in business the mm. kind of the more it will mm. slowly expand and this year did feel like a kind of yeah, a lot of everything loyal, loyal kind of came base. together yeah real loyal yeah. base and it's really quite meaningful like it's actually I feel like I'm on this journey with the collectors as mm. well where we're all growing together yeah and but there that, that is not people... do you not think as a that's my experience as a collector is one of the best one of the most enriching things you can get is when you support a young gallery or you support emerging artists and then you do all grow up. And like now I'm at this age of 36 and I've been collecting certain artists since I was 28, say, and now they're really doing incredible things and these galleries are really going somewhere. And you've been part of that journey. You've been part of that story and you've been kind of a cog Maybe tiny, maybe big. I don't know what it is, but you've been part of a cog that's been turning that mechanism towards where they are now. And I feel like I've been part of... Carl Freeman Gallery and Count Traditions, yeah. your world, yeah. for a long time. And... Yeah, it's true. And the thing that was really nice this year is that when I first started working at the gallery, a lot of the price points for some of the artists would have been lower, so maybe like £2,000, £3,000. And now they've gone up, you know, for some of these artists because yeah. their careers have evolved, they've got museum shows, they're doing different things. And as time goes on, their prices go up. Mm. And it's fascinating that those collectors that did support us when it was the lower price point are still, still buying at the higher yeah. price point. And I do it's that. so exciting. I do exactly the same. I don't until you get priced out and it's crazy. But if you can do that, it's it's amazing to have these works and to know that you were there and you bought that when it was at its lowest point, and now you're still able to support and still have that collection. yeah, and grow with the artist, yeah, and also get depth. get a work you know at a later point in the yeah. 
their oeuvre or whatever. Yeah. But what do you think is a fair as a whole? <clears throat> Did it feel I, like well, a fair I as found, a whole? I, I really felt there was so much enthusiasm for London mm. and England and people had, some of the collectors I was speaking to had been up to the Hepworth Wakefield. Wow. They'd been to the Henry Moore. Like they, they were actually, they went to like, for example, Hauser and Worth in Bruton. Like mm. they, they'd all, they were sort of doing different things across the UK. Mm. But then also in London, there were so many amazing shows on. Mm. I mean, I think more than ever before. Mm-hmm. The South London Gallery had reopened, which I went to the opening of recently. Mm-hmm. With 6A Architects, they've renovated this incredible old fire station and has an amazing collage. That was the highlight of that show for me by Rebecca Warren mm-hmm. of this cat. It's genius. I love that work. Have you got a picture of it? Um, yeah, I do. It's um, on my phone. I can show you. You're recently on Instagram, aren't you? You've oh, been yeah. On- I've, yeah, basically, I was on Instagram for like one month about a year ago mm. and uh, I was ending up just like posting zoom ins of like my knitwear. And uh, a few friends, including <laughs> Tom, Tracy, Tom actually w- called me up and were like, you need to go and do a textiles degree <laughs> and come, <laughs> off, come off Instagram. Yeah. It's really embarrassing. Yeah. So I've got a new rule that I don't post my knitwear, but I am back on Instagram as of a few days ago. Do you know what I'm thinking with this ref- in reference to our podcast is that if you're Instagram or we have an Instagram, maybe we have an R&R Instagram that when we talk about the works we actually put the works up on that Instagram and then you can see them as a reference point when you oh, listen that's a good to the idea. podcast yeah, that's I love how we're like we're making this up we're making this up uh, yeah as we're well, what, we, what we're planning to do is do this on a regular basis and then invite artists gallerists other people in uh, maybe like phone them in or get them here in the flesh and then bring them in depending exactly yeah if that's and thing. we've already got quite a few people who want to come on which is nice. Big time. Woohoo. But so my experience of Freeze was this year felt like the calmest year for me. It felt very and I think it's because apparently they had two VIP days, two days that were Yes, they had Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So it yeah. felt it felt a lot calm. It felt like there was less of a rush. It was less of a like sweaty mess. I always make the mistake because there's parties leading up to the art fair. I always make the mistake the night before of getting kind of drunk at one of these art parties and then <laughs> turning up at the fair the next day and feeling rough and kind of slightly anxious. <laughs> and then you don't really... know what to whether you should buy something or not. You just end up getting like cornered and buy something. But I every single time I was like, why have I done this myself? And I get to the fair and I'm exhausted and I just feel really pale and clammy. Uh, um but I went to the the Joe Bradley had an opening at Gagosian Gallery and there was a he had a dinner drinks at Annabelle. So I ended up there and I wasn't gonna drink much but they kept filling up my glass and you feel bad if you don't what so basically you turned up for the fair the next day completely like hung over yeah oh wow I know. how was joe's show it's great i i love I, so I, lo- I love joe bradley i felt like it was he's well he's painting is incredibly strong they're incredibly strong paintings they're very joe bradley i don't think we're seeing something we haven't seen before i think we're seeing a, an incredibly talented accomplished important artist mm. producing work that we know he can produce. Mm. It didn't feel like, for me, a show that was totally groundbreaking. It just felt like you're seeing work that... But that's okay. I mean, it It's completely fine. I've yeah. not got a problem with that. Yeah. But it was a big show, and I feel like the next show he does that's as big as that, we're going to see something else. But also, I think people sometimes forget with contemporary art that it's not that easy just to suddenly keep reinventing yourself or even necessary to True. reinvent yourself. True. And some of the great artists of our time, like it, the, the the changes and the evolution of the work actually take decades or it can mm-hmm. take a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like each, but I think these days, because we're used to a culture on Instagram and all of these ways of disposable, communicating, yeah. that it's not even necessarily just disposable, but it's, it's very like 
fast-paced. Mm. And I think we all want something new. It's almost like the fashion industry, the way that each season something's different. Sure. It's like we're all getting obsessed with the idea of things changing. But mm. I almost think more subtle change in art is actually maybe a, a good thing. Correct. And, you're, and what you're saying is if you took a bird's eye view out on someone's career, yeah. you, you, this, you will see... And maybe you will see more, yeah. Totally. And even no, if you I, look, I mean, I loved it. I'm not, I'm not like... Yeah, yeah. I was completely like yeah. thrilled with it. It was amazing. I haven't seen it yet because I was great. installing at the fair, so I didn't actually make it. It's great. Right. You know, I came from. I went to the Kerry James Marshall opening at the Verner Gallery. Oh wow, I haven't which seen was amazing. That met him, met his <gasps> wife. Cool. Lynette was there. Uh, who runs a studio museum in Harlem is Juro Luo's wife. Oh yeah. Uh, Thelma Golden. Oh Thelma Golden. Yes, she met. Well, I passed her. I said hello. I felt a bit starstruck, but that was a brilliant opening. Amazing show. I only saw downstairs, I couldn't get upstairs, and then went to Joe's show and then went for the dinner and then turned out to the fair, slightly hungover. But it was lovely. And and this year, uh, Tracy Emin was curating the Deutsche Bank Lounge. Yeah. And she had a, a whole, like, a corridor of rosemary truckle watercolours, and then you went in and she had female artists from the Deutsche Bank collection that she installed and hung together, and that was a really cool... Yeah, and she also did this charity project where each um, person in the collection of Deutsche Bank they made like a unique postcard, and they sold them, I think, for two hundred pounds each. Mm. And um, she gave all the proceeds to like six different charities, including oh. a domestic abuse one in Margate, right, which was right, really cool. Right, right. Um, and she made her own new neon as well, called Another World, that was which was the title of the exhibition. Yeah, superb. Um, yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, what was your highlight in, in Freeze? Uh, did you discover anything new? Mm. I know you mentioned well, yes, so the, the, the high, Yeah, Vanessa Carlos's, Carlos Ishikawa's uh, gallery. Had they had, Burnt Eckermans. Yes. Burnt Eckermans was an artist. And I think it's oh, no, like, Bent Eckermans. B-E-N-D-T. Sorry, not Bent. 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 Eckermans. Eckermans. So he's a 23, 24-year-old artist. And I didn't realise he was that young. So, I mean, yeah, I didn't really realise that. Paintings. I didn't realise that. But he, she had a solo booth of his work, painting. They're figurative. The I guess that struck figurative. me most about them was, yeah, they are figurative. The thing that struck me most was the, the use of light. Mm. Like they have this really strange light. Mm. It's almost like a kind of dusk or mm. twilight it's or something. Ethereal sort Yeah, of and it yeah. like a weird darkness to it. Yeah. And I felt like I hadn't seen that in recent yeah. paintings, so it did feel quite different. And that was a discovery. That was, like, that was stumbling on that booth. was like, wow, this is good. And that's exciting when you do that. A lot of the time you do recognise the work or you might have seen it on your periphery or you've, it's been on Instagram or something, but this was work that I'd never seen. I thought that was a total success. 
I think she told me they completely sold out the whole booth. Yeah, I'm sure. It's really exciting for him. So his next thing is going to be hotly anticipated, and so it should be. I saw a lot of great work, a lot of great work. Uh, it Did didn't... you go in the sculpture park? No, I missed the sculpture park. Oh. I know, I had, to, I had to go and do a play. Which and play? The play that I'm in at the moment. Oh, the Pinter The Pinter, yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm performing on the stage, so I was like, you know, I had to skip off at some point and make sure I was a, a, around for that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was... It was good this year, but it was. It didn't feel like I had as many wow moments. Yeah, um, but also maybe that's because you're constantly looking at art anyway, so you're not necessarily going to keep sure. discovering things because sure, you sure, already sure. know what everyone's going to yeah, be sure. presenting. Sure, and a lot of the times, you know, if you're in the galleries, they do send you like a preview PDF, so you yeah. know what they're going to be showing. Yeah, I thought Modern Institute. I thought Toby's booth was so good. They won the award, I think, for best stand. Yeah, well, the room at the back that they had was... The other thing I thought was great was one of the younger galleries, um, Union Pacific from London, they yeah. were showing Zadie Char, yeah. who... Um, was that we the actually, section? Yes. Yes. And so we there was actually, a whole prize set up. I think she won... Oh, no, didn't win a prize, but I think... Contemporary Short Art business. Society bought some of her work for a collection. Oh, really? UK. Yeah. But that booth really stood out, and she's very much got her own language. Um, well, this I year, the her. Camden Arts Centre set up an Emerging Art Prize for the Focus section. Yes. Where they would give a solo show to an artist. Which is amazing. Which is amazing. Uh, I was involved in that uh, on the periphery. I, I donated towards the Art Prize, and I was there as part of the committee, judging committee. And this year, an artist called Wong Ping won. Great. And they'll be having a show at... Camden Art Centre in the near future. That's amazing. Yeah, but that's great. That's, so that's a whole new thing that's been set up that's incredibly exciting and important and supportive because, you know, the current climate, emerging art has ebbs and flows of, you know, support. Sometimes it's the most important, like very emerging. Sometimes yeah. it's the most important thing and everyone's behind it. And other times it sort of gets left until they're more established and the collectors then want to come in and institutions are more interested in. So it's And I think it's great that you're supporting that because that's genuine passion for you. And yeah. don't you also, aren't you supporting the Tate now? With yeah, so the Tate has art now at the Tate Britain and I'm one of the uh, patron benefactors of that. Uh, yeah, I thought I saw your name on the wall. You did. There you go. You did, um, you didn't think. I, I was there actually for the Turner Prize because... Um, by the way, that's um, Russell pouring water. That's not, not me urinating. Not, corner not the tea. <laughs> um, I actually wanted tea, but he's given me water. You've got a teapot. The next Turner year. Prize this year is a really interesting addition. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but no. I, I've seen one of the four. Who's uh, been nominated this year? Works in, in full. The one that I watched was Charlotte Proger, mm-hmm. who's based in Glasgow, and um, it's a, about a 35 minute film. And I found it incredibly touching. And I was so sort of into it and moved by it that by the end of it I just wanted to leave having just watched that so I'm going to go back and see the others um, So you did leave after just watching that? Yeah I just watched hers because I actually felt really sort of um, inspired by it and I loved the visual connections through it and the use of colour throughout the film mm-hmm. and it's a very it, it's got almost like diary elements to it like she kind of um, there's a lot of spoken word like over the visuals and it's very personal and I, I left just feeling really like wow I loved that and um, I just thought I'm going to wait and come back and see the other three nominees at another time because this year interestingly they're all film based works so they're all in kind of dark rooms mm. so it's not as straightforward as just walking through and seeing mm-hmm. sculptures and soaking it's up an that. Invest, it's, an it's kind of like you have to focus time. on it yes. and I want to give my time to it Yes. and I actually bumped into Charlotte afterwards and I was just completely like almost like you know, high from it. I found it really touching. Did you tell her? Yeah, I did, yeah. And just the use of na- uh, images of nature in it. Like, there's this incredible moment where she's filming uh, on a kind of ferry in in the sea mm. and you just see the ferry moving up and down 
was kind of like a strong like motion. It was just totally incredible. And then another bit where she's in almost like mountains or tree area. It's all these beautiful trees. So I need to go and see yeah, the Yeah, again, other I had a play. The Maybe thing we should is, go together because you haven't Yes, I need to. Well, all. the thing is doing a play is, is amazing, but then like you miss out on all the openings and things because you don't have much time. But I'm going to be catching up on all of those, which would be incredibly exciting. What's our blockbuster show in London at the moment? Mm, isn't it Annie Albers? Yes, it's just open tape. Modern, yes, going to go and check that out. That's going to be very exciting. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, me too. So I did, um, I, the big thing for me this year was that I opened up my apartment to freeze art fair VIPs. Oh, yeah. So I had about 40 people come in. You skipped out the fair and come and help me. I did. Well, I thought I wasn't going to be able to come because it was like 11 a.m. on Friday 12, morning. 12 till 1.30 yeah, on Friday. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I had to come before and like yes. check that all the um, drinks and canapes were okay. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Drunk, drunk, let <laughs> them all and said they were delicious. Yeah, um, like, mm, great. It was amazing. It, it was incredibly daunting, uh, but exciting. Well, it's quite a massive thing to invite people yeah. into your home. Yeah. And you had Michael Craig Martin, who's one of the world's leading artists, interview you, yeah. which was pretty genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved the way you had his uh, screen print in the bathroom. <laughs> the toilet, <laughs> the, the guest toilet. toilet. Yes, but everybody would have seen it. Exactly. Because everybody used the toilet. Um, Did he give you that? Yeah. And what is it? It's a light. It's a national, it was made for the National Theatre, so it's like a stage light. Oh, so it's nice. his, his figuration of a, of a stage light. Um, and you'd, yeah. you'd spent like a month kind of reinstalling the collection a bit, hadn't you? Yeah. So, I, yeah. So, I've, this, this is the irony, right? Is that I've been spending the last like three and a half weeks while I've been like opening the play, taking the play, rehearsing, having builders in every day decorating my apartment. I got all the art, everything that I wanted. We did the tour. It's so good. The tour was so good. Uh, the chat was great. I left with my friend, Holly, and we went and got some lunch. I went and got my hair cut, and then I got a call from a neighbour upstairs going, I think we have a little, might have a little bit of a leak. I was like, right. Come back. <laughs> it was like raining in my two bedrooms. I saw the video. I still can't quite get it, over it. I was like, this is ironic what is this is surreal and the thing is your flat looks so beautiful so, I know I literally got spoiled I was like ah finished and then oh like no here we go everywhere. again everywhere. how did you what did you do did you have to take all the art down yeah I literally run it with a, I, I literally run in and I was dragging things off walls there's there's pieces of art that needed like three men to hang up and I was like superwoman going in there and I was literally like ah! no <laughs> picking them off the wall and putting it in the living room moving them all out so most it, I think I got away with yeah, a lot. But my mattress in my bed were decimated. I had no mattress. I slept well, on that the video you sent me, you were like putting your hand onto the seat and yeah. it was just like water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like a sponge on the chair. Yeah, crazy. so so that's that's just a whole lot of insurance blah, at the minute, but that's all covered. It's fine. But it was just ironic. Uh, but it is what it is. Life happens, stuff goes on and you move forward. And I met some of the collectors later in the week and they were all so psyched about it. They loved hearing you talk and they were all, the word I kept hearing about you was passion, so that's nice. Oh. And you had that Tracy Neon up, which says more, more passion. More passion yeah. Got which sums it, it yeah. all up. Yeah, so that's been a big year for me, like Freeze, and it felt like I, for the first time, feel like I haven't got imposter syndrome. Oh. I think for years, I think you felt that as well, right? Maybe. Going into the art world is that you feel like... It was quite daunting in the beginning. I think. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like, you know, as a collector... I feel like I'm more. People take you more seriously if you show that you're actually passionate about the art world, which I am, and you and you contribute to, you know, the fundamental side of looking after artists and supporting institutions. So financially, if you show that you're willing to do that as well as collect work, it sets mm. you in good stead. So I, 
for me, it felt like the first year I felt like, okay, I know I'm, people can see that I'm... Well, I just, I found the talk quite sweet, really, because it was just your journey through collecting, and a lot of it started with works on paper and drawings mm. and things like mm. that. And I think it was really inspiring, because it mm. wasn't like you were just some sort of very wealthy person who collects art because you've been told to, mm. um, as an investment or something. Mm. I don't have advisors or anything. No, exactly, yeah. you just, you've just sort of done it all, all yourself, and mm. it's it's a really... I don't know, it was great to hear. And I think Martin, uh, Michael sorry, was really um, proud of you as well. It's oh, super nice. He's a lovely man. Yeah. Lovely man. So just before Freeze, mm. we went out in Clapham because mm. you had been at Studio Voltaire. So can you tell me about oh, yeah. that project? Of course. So Studio Voltaire is on Nelson's Row in Clapham. And last year at the LGBTQI church in Chelsea in New York, Peter McGough opened up the church for Oscar Wilde. Right. Um, and... It was beautiful, and there was an effigy, a wooden carved effigy of Oscar Wilde at the front of the church. And it was no, there's no religion. It's just about acceptance and uh, a community spirit, and you can go there and just be peaceful. Anyway, Studio Voltaire has opened the Oscar Wilde Church in London, and it's stunning. Wow. And it's, and all the proceeds are going to the Albert Kennedy Trust, and the Albert Kennedy Trust is a charity which I'm a patron of, which supports LGBTQI homeless youth. So if they're going through crises where the choice of coming out or the discovery or the knowledge that they are gay in any way, they lose their homes. This charity is there to support and protect them. And it's an amazing, amazing charity and very important and one that I'm very passionate about. So there was a link between that and Studio Voltaire, which I'm also a patron of as an institution, as a public space. So it was like a perfect storm and we had a dinner there. Awesome. And uh, I took along our friend Pedro. Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah. Who that? also came out with us afterwards. So friends, was... yes, and we ended up at the Two Brewers pub opposite. We didn't drink at all. Uh, <laughs> and, and actually, yeah, that's a really good point. I, I've never drank alcohol the whole oh, of my life. Yes. The whole of my life, yes. I never drank alcohol. At the age of 37, Russell Tovey has got me into drinking champagne. Just champagne. And that man. evening was the Saturday before freeze. That's I was right. installing on the Sunday, Monday. And what did you do? <laughs> you bought me two bottles of champagne. Right. Only little ones. It's so exciting to see you like Whoops. relaxed and drinking champagne. I know, it's really glamorous. It's amazing. But I've tried to make you drink Prosecco and you get furious about it and you can taste the difference. You're so... <laughs> Media. Oh dear. Yes, but um, that's that's been that's been an exciting uh, uh, forwardness in our friendship. And what happens at, at this church now? At the well, it's open. It's open all times. So you can just pop in. You make a donation to the Albert Kennedy Trust, and you can go in and just sit. And uh, well, can't you even get peaceful. married there if you want? You can get married. You can do anything. You, you can, can do anything you want there. You right. can put forward what you want. There's going to be events coming up. I think there's going to be. I think we've got Ian McKellen doing a quiz at some point. Wicked. We've got. Uh, I'm going to be. Performing some Oscar Wilde pieces at some point in there. There's going to be like um, pledges for various, you know, like love and friends and everything is going to be going on there. Hopefully, we're going to get some people singing. We're going to do other dinners. It's 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 going to be a whole big magical thing where you can just go and enjoy this space. It's really really special and unique. I love the idea that it's constantly changing as well. So like each experience you have there will be totally yeah, unique. Totally in a way. Different. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's well, I'm looking thing. forward to going there. So you haven't been there yet. Okay. I haven't been yet, but I did get Jonas Woods blanket. Yeah, I got I got two of those, one for me and one for my parents. Oh. Although um, it was actually meant to be a Christmas present, so if they do listen to this podcast, which they probably will, I've ruined the gift. Well it's, done. I'm so proud of yes. you. I love it when you ruin gifts. Um <laughs> yeah. Okay. So well, what about what about okay? Let's just talk about two more things. Yeah. 
What's coming up edition-wise? You have some more editions coming out. So you've just released Luke Toyman's. What is on the horizon for... Well, this summer I had an American painter called Catherine Bernhardt, who we work with in the gallery, but we also work with her for Counter Editions. And she flew over to London and we'd been working on this ceramic toucan, which is this kind of giant, uh, like, toucan. It's probably like the size of your torso or something. Two foot toucan. A two foot toucan and she hand painted each one but when we actually glazed the first tests mm. she was re- she didn't like them because they came out too kind of shiny and they just didn't look right and it made the painting look a bit odd as well so we thought the whole project was going to get um, scrapped right. and she almost talked about smashing them up and making them into a mosaic or something so I just stopped thinking about it and then the first day of freeze we get a text from the guy saying oh by the way I've just fired some of the toucans and I was like no I was meant to tell him like not to make the edition you know to like cancel the whole thing but he fired it at the wrong temperature at a lower temperature right. and it came out completely matte and they look amazing now oh, wow. so we saved the whole project how so many did you fire before though we fired about five of them so they're but she, she just wants to kill them off she wants to kill them off but we've now found out she can paint over them again and then refire them at a lower oh, temperature wow. and they'll look matte so those ones are going to end up being artist proofs but I think it's going to be an edition of 18 plus 6 APs when's that coming out this uh, year it'll come out November the 1st oh really yeah Great. And they're incredible, and each one's unique. And they actually, they're like buying a painting of hers, basically, but on a ceramic sculpture. Where would you be able to see these if you've not actually got a physical space at the moment? Uh, we're going to have them all photographed and filmed. So we're, we're, we're oh, going to so film them. Yeah, we're doing okay. a turntable thing mm-hmm. where you're going to be able to see each one moving. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really fun. And then we're also in talks with Christian Markley, who we've mm-hmm. never worked with before. Yep. We're hopefully going to be releasing a print by him. And then. Oh, that's something you've got to see is the clock. Christian Michael clock if she's at the Tate Modern. Exactly. Which is for me, like when like, so for me with video art, I always find video art challenging because being an actor, production values I want to be very high and a lot of the video art I can't again, it's an investment of time. Uh but it's I find it tough. I find it tough as a medium. Mm. I find it very tough. The clock is something which you can't watch the whole way through because it's twenty four hours. But Well it, you can if you like camped out there. You, you some be people probably. I bet, you, I bet you some mega fan has camped out. But you just spent, focused for twenty four hours. Yeah, it's a bit like I that mean, yeah, yes. TV show where you weren't allowed to sleep. What was you that one? To, like stay awake. They had like a thing where you weren't allowed to sleep and you had to like Who stay awake. Thing? Channel four. You had to like it was on for like a week and you had to like stay awake for a week. You weren't allowed to sleep. Do you not remember that? No, it was, it was like Big Brother, but it was like you can't sleep anyway. Oh, not as a viewer. No. Oh, I'm not like, 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 oh, right. I like a public so I'm sure test. They were like, as an audience, to... you can't sleep. I was like, when did we do this? <laughs> um, no, the Christian Markley clock is a phenomenal piece of art that is historical and seminal and incredibly important and brilliant. Now, that is something that I, I keep forgetting is there. And people are like, what should I go and see? That's what you have to go and see. Good it's one. amazing because people who see it literally you are in awe mm. of the achievements in this film. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. But tell me about the edition with Christian Mark. Well, it, we haven't actually... We're going to a studio, so that's oh. really early stage. But he's said yes to making an edition oh, with great. us, and I've always wanted to work with him, so that's exciting. Great, great, great. And um, the other one is Martin Creed. Um, we're currently making a unique edition with him where each print will be completely different colours, but all in shades of blue and purple, I think. Right, so a monograph, a mono, not monograph. A mono. Yes, one of his, like from one of his paintings, where you know he makes different marks, like every day or whatever yeah. across a canvas. Um, it'll be all different colours of blue. Oh, it's going to nice. be beautiful. Yeah, so that's coming up. That's exciting. So there we go. That's it. So I so going forwards 
for us, I guess, this is nice us chit-chatting, but we will be introducing guests. Yes. And I feel like we'll either treat them as people to be like in intrigue with intrigue and questioning yeah and we're, we're going to want to know Basically, about their we're life. going to interrogate them. we're going to interrogate them <laughs> on a podcast or we're going to just chit chat again like friends it depends who they are but it, yeah it'd be really but i think not- it's really important that the guests we're inviting are actually meaningful to our lives like we actually know yeah, know a lot absolutely. of them and i think it's going to be quite a personal approach yes one of them we're hoping is going to be michael craig martin mm-hmm. and Partly what interested me when you were talking to him with the Freeze uh, VIP talk was this idea of what he collects. And I'm quite interested to find out what other people collect, not necessarily art even, because often artists have amazing collections. Mm. So that's one angle that I'm quite interested in. Well, a lot of artists trade art with other artists, don't they? And they end up with these incredible collections. Apparently Brian Ballot in the States has like six seminal Joe Bradley's. Yeah, totally. And Huge. Catherine Bernhardt has Catherine's amazing got, Joyce Pensato's yeah, yeah. work and Cause. Cause yeah. has an amazing yeah. collection, like art collection. Yeah. So it's amazing to, it will, will be amazing to talk to artists who appreciate and collect other But you know, like when we're in work. Germany, we went to Berlin and we were at Tilo Heinzmann's studio, yes. painting studio. Like yes. He has the most amazing collections of things and he's been, that's kind of part of his work yeah. in a way. Like He collects all this vintage yeah. glass or different things. So I'm, I'm up for talking to people yeah. like him as well. Yeah, and Tracy, I mean, collects Louise Bourgeois work, doesn't she? And She's she got all kinds of stuff. By her, yeah. Yeah. Um, at Freeze, I met Dries van Noten for the first time, who's one of my all-time heroes, the mm. Belgian fashion designer, and I'd love to invite him, like people like that. Mm. So let's see what happens. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. But anyway, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Rob. It's just been a joy. I don't know what to say. And the tea was just the best tea I think I've ever had. Yeah. And the water's been pretty special. No, I didn't drink that. Oh, I did. I just drink tea. Thank you. Okay. Um, Tea tea and champagne. We'll be back very soon. Yes. With a very special guest, soon to be announced. Yes. And actually, yeah, we're going to set up an Instagram so you can follow us at that. It'll be on, if you go to at Russell Tovey. Is that your? That's my Instagram, handle? but yeah. uh, I, think, I think we're going to make one up. Anyway. We're going to make one up, and, and you'll next find time it. You'll, you'll find out. Yeah, but maybe we'll say. Oh, well, actually, there's at Robert Diamond as well now. No, it's not going to be that. It's going to be at R and R and Art. Talk Art. R and R Talk Art. Talk Art. More than on Art. On Art. Let's, let's just take a poll. What people want? R and R and Art or R and R Talk Art? I think Talk Art sounds better because it's like Art Talk, but we're talking Art. Art Smack. No. <laughs> anyway, goodbye. Good night. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at TalkArt, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Recorded at Spiritland London by Anthony Shaw and edited by Gareth Isles. Subscribe to Talk Art on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.